Hello everybody, Jeff Salzman here and welcome to The Daily Evolver. This week I'm sharing another episode of what I plan to be a regular feature here, my conversations with Stephen T. Harper, a very smart and insightful student of integral theory with whom I've been having some really stimulating conversations on politics and culture, my favorite topics. We're calling this new offering The Integral Chat, and we will be cross-posting to both The Daily Evolver and Steve's new podcast, What's Your Theory? This week, the topic was painfully obvious. Hurricanes Harvey and Irma, the dual storms that battered Texas and Florida over the last couple weeks. In this episode, we look at how the climate debate has exacerbated the polarization in our culture, particularly between traditionalists and postmodernists. How is it that the political right and left can have such radically different views of what's happening with the global climate and what, if anything, should be done about it? Are we deadlocked? Are we fighting our way forward? Can integral theory help sort things out? We'll address all these questions and more. But first, a preamble from Terrence McKenna, Charlton Heston, and everybody's favorite zombie fighter, Rick Grimes. Well, let's see here. I think what we have to do is think in terms of the exhaustion of our own cultural forms I mean, that's what we're living through, is a global dying created by the exhaustion of our cultural forms and the vitality of the cultural forms that we see uh, in these so-called primitive, I call them pre-literate, people. As Nicole pointed out, they have nothing but what they seem to have that we cannot seem to get a grip on is a kind of dynamic equilibrium with their environment and peace of mind in the felt experience of the moment. These are the two things we don't have. As a society, we cannot seem to make peace with nature. As human beings, as individuals, it's very hard for us to be at peace with ourselves. Oh my God. I'm back. I'm home. All the time. We finally really did it. You maniacs! You blew it up! In the ponytails. Is this what you want? Is this what any of you want? What we want is what you got. Period. Time for you to leave, asshole. Look, I fought him before. And after we took in his old friends, they've become leaders in what we have here. Now you put down your weapons, walk through those gates. You're one of us. 
of it. And nobody dies. Everyone who's alive right now. Everyone who's made it this far. We've all done the worst kinds of things just to stay alive. But we can still come back. We're not too far gone. We get to come back. I know. We all can change. Concentrate. talking about climate change and why people see climate change differently and why does science not settle the issue for us so specifically the question in integral terms is why do traditional modern and postmodern mindsets see climate change differently jeff yeah it's it's a great question and really gets to one of the big issues in our culture war and it's sort of amazing that we can have such different views of this of this issue but in terms of the science it's pretty well settled and you know i've been looking at a lot of blog posts and and websites over the last few days since this hurricane and the consensus seems to be that, yes, there are going to be um, more extreme weather events and they're going to be more extreme. But we've always had them, of course. And, um, and, and so this is just a reality that we're going to have to live with as, um, as a result of, 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 you know, the success of modernity which was to build a society where we have such a thing as the indoors to even worry about, right? Right. right. And, and, and in building this amazing society that we live in, we have burned a lot of fossil fuel and put a lot of carbon, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And I think that's, you know, science is, has a pretty good consensus around that. So that's the modernists. And that's where their sort of heart is. And, and the modernists are about 50% of the population where they have this sort of basic scientific worldview where facts really matter. Mm-hmm. And then there's the postmodernists and they have uh, more of a, well, they, they include science, but they have a sort of religious overtone. And one of the things that's interesting about integral theory is that it sees that all of the early, the first, as we say, the first six worldviews, the first six means, mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. some idea that human beings have driven this world into a ditch, that we are in, in the sort of extreme green point of view, that human beings, as my friend Janine would say, are a cancer on the planet. By building this society, which, you know, has has taken nature and turned it on its head, uh, you know, in you know, my neighborhood doesn't look anything like it did 200 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, and building these cities and that we can't possibly get away with that and that there is an apocalypse coming. 
And there's every stage of development has some version of the apocalypse. And for green, it is the apocalypse that we bring on ourselves because we have disobeyed Gaia. We have broken the natural order of things by creating the society, and we have to be punished. And that feels right. And that's really deeply installed in the human psyche. Uh, traditionalists have that too, of course, with Noah's flood and all of that. I mean, religious history is replete with that apocalypse story. I'm not sure I've heard you say that before about the postmodern mindset that you're describing it uh, with religiosity or as having a religiosity. Yes. Uh, so it, um, are you, you're, you're saying that like maybe the belief in science has a religious quality to it? it there's a faith in science. Science exists to wring religion out of the system. So basically what science says is it's all exteriors. There is no spirit. There is, is this postmodern that you're talking about or modern? This is modern. Okay, Mo I want to make sure that the audience understands that when you're describing these things, you're you're describing it sort of as an outsider. You're not you're not advocating their position. You're just explaining no. what their position is. And it's, they all have a great gift, and they all have some sort of you know overreach and disaster quality to them. Right, and yeah. and and I'll just I want to sum this up real quick, just because it's mostly audio listeners. You're talking about three different stages of development that are all online right now. The first one is traditional, which uh, values rules, uh, societal roles, discipline, faith, order, generally socially conservative. Yeah. You're also talking about modern, which came online, as you say, 300 years ago values rationality and science, individualism and democracy, capitalism and materialism. These are, I think last week we said this is Rex Tillerson, right? The, yeah. the Secretary of State and, and, and CEO of Exxon. Yeah, That's the it's modern idea. CEOs. Yeah. And then the postmodern viewpoint is much fewer people and they're growing and their worldview, their, their, uh, perceptive, their perception, what, what, the, how they see the world is, uh, they value pluralism. They value equality. They've, they're relativistic. They're sensitive. Civil rights. This, these are the people who came out of the sixties, or this is the mindset yes. that came out of the 1960s, yes. 50 years ago. So what, yes. what we're talking about here is that all three of these mindsets are active and powerful in the world right now, simultaneously. Yes. The traditional one has been around for 5,000 years. The modern one has been around for 300 years, and the postmodern one has been active since around the middle of the last century, about 50, but actually maybe 70 years. Yeah, if you go back to Oscar Wilde and, you know, the, it, it, the transcendentalists, there, there, there's some, you know, early signs of it, but it really comes online in the 60s in terms of a mass movement. And one thing that we did get to, I believe it was last week in the, in, in the conversation we had, was we focused a lot on how every time one of these new consciousness memes emerges in humanity, there's a real clash 
They, they, they kind of have alien values that don't fit with the status quo. And they are here to, I was going to say replace that, the status quo. But in reality, part of what's so interesting to me about integral theory is what they really do is it's transcend and integrate, right? Is that? Yeah. Uh, each stage transcends and includes the previous one. Yes. Uh, now, they hate it in a way. They hate each other. Yes. Uh, and and part of the way they move forward is that they fight with each other. Right. And so, you know, fortunately, the fights we're having now are mostly online and not in the battlefield. Right. Uh, in, in modern and postmodern societies. But it's no less vicious. God knows. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that brings us in full circle. I just I just wanted to make sure that everybody was understanding that that aspect of what we're talking about. And now back to our question. Why do the, these three mindsets view climate change differently? Why can't we talk about this from a, a common perspective? Yeah. Well, uh, pre-modern people, that is traditionalists, um, and, and by that I don't mean people who are you know living in caves. I'm talking about people who like, might be, as my brother-in-law is, a nuclear engineer. Uh, but just in their heart, they're kind of nationalistic. They're conservative. They like the traditional sex roles. They're not in favor of the sexual revolution. They think liberalism is silly and dangerous. Uh, and so that's the people we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, they have a reflexive anti-government um uh, sort of impulse. And that's just built in at that level. And it may be because at that level of development, the government is quite capricious. The king can come and take your daughter anytime he wants or take your son and take him off to war and take your crops and all of that stuff. And that's, you know, a lot of human history. And by, you know, sort of a, that, that distrust of that uh, governmental Power is just built in there. Now, let me just let me just put uh, on the other end of the bookcase here are the postmoderns. Right. And they have the same thing about um, corporations. They just reflexively distrust the power of the whole modern system mm -hmm. because they see the they see the pernicious effects of it. Now, they, they sometimes forget about the fact that they're sitting in a nice, cozy room uh, drinking a tea, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and thinking about how awful modernity is. But they both, both this, these traditionalists who resist and, and basically distrust government and the modernists who are doing the same thing to the, for the corporations, they just sniff each other out. You know, they just they can tell the hair in the back of their neck stand up right. when they yeah. encounter the other. And, you know, apparently that's the way God wants it, I, you know. But Well, there's something really interesting in, in, in the way that you're describing all three of these things is they all have a point. Like, because yes. what you're saying is not it's not really meant to be. Uh, they're they're all right in their own way and they're all kind of missing a point that the other one is focused in on yeah so the distrust comes from it seems to me that the distrust you know from the postmodern distrusting the modern is the postmodern people are right about the dangers of corporatism and capitalism and when 
but they're also like you just said they're 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 sort of overlooking all the good that has come from it but they're distrustful of the other people because they're focused like that's their delivery mechanism for bringing whatever they're going to bring into the world is is capitalism and and corporatism and all that stuff so it's like no 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 you don't understand and the yeah. other people the traditional people can look at the postmodern people and say, don't you understand that what you're talking about leads to some kind of, you know, collective nightmare with, you know, Stalin in charge or, or you know, or, or Mao or something like that. And in, in, in a way, they're right. But what yeah. they're, what they're missing to me, what everybody seems to be missing is the heart of the person who's putting forward the idea. It's, it, it's the assumption that, that, to me, it's the assumption that people are are up to no good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it makes well, it all unworkable. Well, when we're monoperspectival, that is, we have one worldview, then it doesn't present itself to us as something that we thought about and we decided that this is the way the thing, the world is. It's just for us the way the world is. It's obvious right. that carbon dioxide and the heating of the planet and the hurricanes and you know it's just self-evident uh but uh for people at at the traditional stage of development that they have a different world that reveals itself to them and it's a world where pointy-headed intellectuals are trying to run things and get your hands off of me and i want my guns and for once in human history, I get to be left alone from the fucking government and just go away with all your charts and graphs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just the way the world. So if you have a one of those points of view, uh, to see somebody who doesn't share it, you think they're either stupid, mm-hmm. they're uh, just wrong, and they're clearly not stupid. So they must be bad. Are you sure that it's a fear of the charts and graphs, per se? Yeah, it's the traditionalists not- aren't interested in charts and graphs in the same way that modernists are. Not by not by no means. Right. Well, okay. I, I, maybe I won't. I wouldn't deny and that. They- but I mean to to be to be devil's advocate. Uh, to to uh, I don't think that it's the fear of the charts and graphs. I think it's the fear of what postmodern people are trying to do with the charts and graphs and it's the fear that the charts and graphs aren't necessarily accurate yes that's right they're and part they're of being, a plan they're being spun yeah yeah and it's hard to know what charts and graphs uh, to you know i mean there's a phenomena that's come online in modernity that uh i forget his name the polish philosopher called the law of the infinite cornucopia Mm-hmm. And what that means, he, he came up with this in the 70s. So imagine now. But his point is, is that in today, in, uh, there's enough information that's available to all of us that we can make any argument we want for whatever reason we want to make it. Right. Right. And, and that is and we all know that that's true. Yes. And so true. everybody's sort of spinning their argument. And and what both modernists and and traditionalists really hate about the postmodern climate change uh, uh, narrative is that they they smell the anti-modernism in it Mm -hmm. and they don't like it and they're not going to go along. 
And and it drives liberals crazy. It drives me crazy. It drives my friends crazy. Mm. But they they smell it, and they um, and so you know the way forward. And, and I actually would have put this on the table too. We t- we've been talking about these three stages: the traditional, modern, and postmodern. Mm. There actually is a leading edge, new stage that we postulate, and that's what we're here talking about: is the integral stage, right. where we start to integrate the best. Uh, not only the, the the gold, the precious intelligence of each of these stages, which are still alive and very important today. Traditionalism is by no means superseded by modernity or postmodernity. It needs to be fully online in a new integral space, mm-hmm. uh, leaving behind, you know, each of their exclusivity claims, basically, you know, leaving behind the idea that they're the only right way, each of them. Right. So in, in a traditional environment, you're, you're talking about people that might consider themselves the chosen people of their God. Yeah. Right? That, that's, that's a pretty standard thing. We, we are yes. the, the people. Um, in the modern world, it's, that is the modern mindset is when that was sort of, that was not sort of overthrown. That was overthrown. Yes. And science and rationality. Capitalism, materialism became the order of the day. Yeah. And postmodern is we're just now starting to change that influence. And I want to just point out too, I, I just want to, one more time, I'm just doing this for the listener. Of those three, not including the integral level that Jeff was just mentioning, but of those three, the modern mindset is most people. Yes. And from a political standpoint, like an American political standpoint, the modern standpoint is basically the middle. It's middle yes. left and middle right. And the post, right. postmodern mindset is the left and the traditional mindset is the right and far correct. right. Just to make sure correct. that everybody understands that. that that's correct, right? Yes, that's right. And 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 we're talking about developed countries. We're talking about Western Europe, America, right. Japan, you know, the, the most developed countries. You know, there are plenty of countries that, where the center of gravity is still traditional. But in our cultures, the center of gravity is modern. So the idea here of of the integral level and the thing that is so interesting about this in general is we are now human beings two two human beings talking to each other over the internet and however many human beings listening to this we're capable of postulating something that hasn't happened before which is a new level of i'm using the word consciousness but it's a, it's a level of being able of how you view the world Mm-hmm. That does what Jeff just says. I just want to repeat it because it's, it's really the heart of the conversation that pulls all of the gold, all of the best qualities of everything that came before. So it's not discarded. Faith is not discarded. Uh, family values are not discarded. They're celebrated and, 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 advanced, you know, uh, risk taking and self-reliance and individualism is not discarded. It's, it's subsumed into an idea, uh, a worldview that also sees, uh, a world centric view, as you said, mm-hmm. but sees the value in all of those things. So if the postmodern, the, the, the new 
you know, coming the, the new rising mindset, if they hate the modern mindset and vice versa, this next level that is just starting to emerge, the integral mindset can make those two things not hate each other because they can see what's great about the other. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Well, they can't make them not hate each other, but they can hopefully influence their fighting uh, a little bit. They're going to fight until they, you know, grow out of that. It's well, like okay, children. yeah. I, I guess I uh, make yeah, us the, stop hating each other because we would move out of those mindsets. Exactly. And and it, what integral integral Claire Graves, one of the integral original integral theorists, said that he, he noticed that people who were at an integral stage of development were universal donors, he called them. They could relate to anybody at any level in a way that was very satisfying to both parties. Mm. And that's uh, one of the goals of, or that's one of the practices, if you will, of integral consciousness. So that's part of what um, I hope we can get out of this conversation is, I think there's a, there's a natural, um, proclivity to to side with the postmodern i mean it's it's the first thing that i usually would gravitate towards but in this argument i do understand the 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 point of view that says that the charts and graphs aren't necessarily it's it's not that science is wrong per se it's what exactly are you saying in the news media and what is the what's behind uh, the facts and figures that are being put out there? Yeah, like one of them. I mean, one of them that I that I totally get just from from reading up on it a little bit more. One of the things that Republicans complain about in Congress and and maybe more traditional thinkers are complaining about is that that ninety seven percent of scientists say mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily seem to be true like if you if you talk to any given scientist they all are in agreement that the world is is that the climate is heating up and all of these things are happening but the way that that story is presented is very vague and it uses things like 97 percent of scientists say x y and z which turns out isn't necessarily true. There, there's a really interesting uh, documentary that was put out by the BBC mm-hmm. a few years ago that um, really just goes into that number of the 97% and who those scientists are and what, how, how, how people in general arrived at that, that percentage mm-hmm. and what they're talking about. And it's, it's pretty, interesting to see like if if i were digging into this story from the point of view where i didn't want to believe any of this was true i could find a lot of a lot of evidence that people aren't being honest about it yeah i can't find a lot of evidence that it isn't happening you know definitely the world is heating up certainly humans have something to do with it but the specifics of the rationale well, just let me finish this real quick. I saw a a really funny um, uh, cartoon on on Facebook the other day that that was a, a climate a global climate meeting. You know, a, a big uh, well, just that a global climate meeting. And there's this guy in the back 
who is complaining about, you know, about this, making the same complaint that I just talked about. And he said, uh, what if we change the world and make the world into a much better place? And then it all just turns out to be a hoax. Right. Like, like he's angry about that. I know, really. <laughs> which which yeah. to me, to me, that's the heart of it. It's like, I'm not a scientist and I don't know the specific details about it, but I do believe and think and, uh, and, you know, just logically feel aware of this that I want everything that the climate change, uh, people, you know, the people who are worried about climate change, I want everything that they want to happen to happen. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, we should cut back on fossil fuels and coal and and build a new infrastructure that that doesn't have to use nuclear power. Or we should do all of those things. Yes. So I'm on board with everything about it. But I definitely understand if you're suspicious and you're looking at like the arguments that are being made sort of in shorthand across headlines of newspapers and stuff like that. You're right. If you're digging for a hole, I think, I mean, there's a yeah. hole in the argument. There's a hole in the, in the, well, what I would just call shorthand to make the point, which to me is also dangerous because your point is a good one. If you're trying to clean up the environment, stop polluting so much and do all of that stuff. That's an excellent, excellent thing to do. Be careful about, you know, being honest about everything that you say so that we can get everybody on board to do it. Yeah, well, it, it, this is where, you know, the law of the infinite cornucopia comes in handy. There's there's facts that are marshaled. Port science yep. gets, you know, it gets uh, looted uh, and, and used by both sides of these, you know, more ideological extremes because science is literally less ideological. That's one of the great qualities mm -hmm. of it. But the left and the right get ideological and they do their arguments and their, their scenarios. But modern does sort of get to win in a certain way. And that, thank God. Because if you go to these modern is the middle, modern is yes, the middle. Exactly. Okay. The scientific, rational, uh, it gets to win this argument. And you could see it in, um, you know, serious columnists, uh, serious uh, science blogs where scientists are doing their scientist thing and they're really arguing with each other, but they're all of goodwill. They all let facts trump. They're trying to, you know, uh, ring themselves of their own ide ideologies. And, and that's really great. And, and what science gets to do is, um, you know, it, it um, it wins the the sort of practical argument too. It's like what's happening in terms of you know fixing our growth rapacious uh, uh, modern economies is uh, you know economics are moving us to green energy, right? And um, you know just decision by decision by these big corporations. And by big modern governments like the Chinese government, who are saying that we're not going to have any more internal combustion cars after, what is it, 2030 or something mm, like that. Yeah. Um, that is happening because it just makes sense economically. from a modern, yeah, economically, from, yeah. from that point of view. Would it make sense to say, you know, just to, to, to rephrase a little bit or, or to, to reframe, to, would it make sense to say that? So the modern mindset is the one in the middle mm -hmm. 
And it is where the change actually takes place. If we're moving in one direction, we're moving because the uh, the momentum, the gravity of society is here, right? Yes. So w- once it gets going in a direction, it it takes it takes a lot to get it to move, and it takes a lot to get it to stop, right? So that that's where the movement is. That's where the action is. Right. But the 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 leading edge, so postmodern, that's where a lot of dissatisfaction is with the way things are. Yes. And then the, the traditional size before, uh, the traditional mindset before modern, that's where a lot, there's a lot of suspicion over trying to move things and, yes. and, and wanting to, Hey, wait a minute. We've got a good thing here. Why are you trying to change it? Exactly. Right. So the, the momentum and the, and the weight and the real power is currently where we are right now is in the modern mindset. And again, yes. that's, in my shorthand for that is that's Rex Tillerson. He's, I don't, yeah. I don't know why that sits in my mind so perfectly, but he's, he's, <laughs> Good example. he's the, he's the secretary of state. And, and before that he was the CEO of Exxon. Right. Yeah. So, and he's a Republican. So yeah. that, well, is, he's also a boy scout. He's got some good traditional in him too, but, uh, uh, but a lot of modernists do, you know, he's actually a good example because he's, you know, uh, given a lot of his time and energy to the Boy Scouts, and that's a big part of who he is, if, you know, if he t- talks about himself. Mm-hmm. But And he was a president of the Boy Scouts and so forth. But, uh, you know, he makes decisions based on shareholder value and, and uh, you know, efficiencies and real practical on-the-ground stuff, and that's what modernists do. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice, and it's an interesting thing, is that both traditionalists and postmodernists so both ends accuse modernists of being amoral. And, yeah. And from their perspectives, they are. So thank, that's, that, and, and to, to which I say, thank God. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's something that I'm, that, that I'm learning from you over and over again in these conversations is I, I lean toward, like my, my default setting is probably postmodern. Yeah, mine too. Most most integral people interested in integral are. But I can see better now. Like, I mean, even now, as opposed to a few weeks ago, having this conversation right now and my labeling Rex Tillerson as the poster child for for modern, that puts him in the middle. Whereas, if you'd ask me about Rex Tillerson. I don't know, just a few months ago, like well, actually the minute after Donald Trump named him as to be secretary of state, I would have said, I don't know who that is, but I suspect that he's evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and he may be, I don't know. I still don't really know who he is other right. than what his job titles are. Right. But, but I'm now looking at it a little bit more like, no, 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 we need that guy to do what he's doing because the traditional mindset has a point that should not be disregarded just right. out of hand. No. And the postmodern, the one that I'm saying that I default to, I see more and more flaws with the postmodern thinking lately that, that I think we're right in general about, you know, wanting to yep. like, okay, it's time. Let's go. We're going to move out of the next, we're moving into the next phase now where, where we can see equality for the most part and, and whatever, you know, but see that the equality thing, I don't think all people are equal. I mean, I think everyone is equal, like in the eyes of God, kind of a thing, 
But there is the postmodern tendency to say everybody's equal when, as as you and I had discussed recently, not really, you know, (laughs) like like I'm not equal to Rex Tillerson. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a confusion of intrinsic versus, you know, sort of practical value Mm -hmm. in it's like, is a nine year old any less precious than an 18 year old? Right. No. Right. But, you know, tons more capacities at 18 and actually a few capacities at nine that you lose when you get to 18. Right. You know, for magic and so forth. That's so the integral worldview wants to even, you know, go back and and bring magic and in, in, in some of those earlier stages, even pre-traditional back online. But that's another discussion. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 what I want, too. But seeing seeing the things laid out like this and the degrees on along the spectrum is really uh, it's eye opening of, of like I don't know where I am on this. Scale. Really is you know I, yeah. I see I see a lot of traditional in me that I didn't necessarily know was there. Well, actually, I, I knew it was there, but I'm just so angry at the people who audibleize about it. You know, it's like, it's like, I know, like we can talk about that later. This isn't the time, you know, (laughs) shut up. I know. But, but it's not that they're wrong. And, and the, 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 so the idea of this integral perspective as, as, as you've said, is the leading edge that is just beginning to come Mm -hmm. that can incorporate this stuff. And again, this is what you and I are talking about right now, which is interesting. How do, is it how to incorporate it or just I mean, maybe how to incorporate it is just maybe the answer to how is to just look at it and recognize that yeah. everybody is not necessarily your enemy just because you your most of your thoughts fit in with one of these groups. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that is true about all three of these stages that are online is that they all have blind spots. And so yeah. we. Most of us are green. We have blind spots and we just have to know that, take that on faith. Uh, and so once we realize that, then the project becomes, I want to see that, you yeah. know? And, and one of the things that happens is at integral is that we start turning towards the things that cause us upset because we know that's where the gold is. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I run into somebody who's traditionalist, I want to, as a practice, Ask myself, what do they have to teach me? Right. Not, not how could I influence them? How can they influence me? Because I actually want that thing. And th- I don't want their whole trip. But I can discern. I, I, I know what the goal is. Just let me add them. Mm-hmm. And so that just becomes a new orientation of this universal donor, just being friendly to everybody. Not that you vote with them, not that you don't resist them or even fight them, but you don't hate them anymore. You actually love them. Right. And I love what you said earlier about seeing the heart of everybody. Wow. Yeah. Because and and something that you said earlier that that you know just triggered some thoughts in me when you were describing postmodern in terms of religiosity. And I'm just thinking like, I mean, first of all, I've said that before too. A lot of people have said that. Like there, there's yeah. a, there's a, a fervor to the postmodern mindset, you know, like particularly uh, noticeable on college campuses and stuff like that. Yes. But the idea of being inclusive, relativistic and sensitive and being 
exclusive and insensitive about it <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, and not only that, but it explains the animosity because there is a religiosity to that. And, and yeah. by, by religiosity, I don't mean that there's anything wrong with with religion or, or some form of spirituality. I, I'm talking about like dogmatism. That well, this, I, this I, is the way the world is and you and you and you and you are wrong. Yes. You know, well, it's like I, I, I accept all races, creeds, genders, colors who agree with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, uh, so it's, it's sort of progress over an ethnocentric standard, uh-huh. but uh, it's still a standard of who's in and who's out. And yeah. we know who's in and we know who's out and we fucking hate these motherfuckers and and again the integral level is holds multiple perspectives at one time absolutely it is flexible i'm reading now it's flexible creative and effective yeah now what is that we've been talking about how many people you know and, and the breakdown of percentages what are we talking about when you say that 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 mindset is beginning to dawn how many people are we talking about well, in developed cultures, uh, there's been some research that people point to that, uh, and some of the experts who think about this more than I do, uh, it's say, you know, three to five percent of the population. Okay. You know, in various, various developmental tests. And you had said before that, that typically the belief is that 10% is a tipping point. Yeah. In history, uh, it's, it seems that it's like when the, uh, uh, American revolution, there was about 10% of the population was at modern. But the thing is, every new stage is so much more powerful in terms of what they're able to include in their, in their mindset, in their self sense, that, uh, they do dominate. They, they take on a, even green. I mean, look at the cultural yeah. hegemony of green. Yeah, I mean, and it's it the the influence is outsized from their from the size of the group. Exactly. Yeah, and so you know that's uh, you know America was founded on modernist principles by traditional people. It's right. really something, you know. And so, also, it's important to note that 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 changes and like that they're not smooth. You know, it, no. there's a there's a very powerful pull like a tug of war at some point where the new mindset is coming full force and they're very powerful. I mean, you know, what we just said, their 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 influence is out outpaces the size, you know, their percentage of the population. Yes. But their their strong pull comes and then to to slow that progress especially when it starts to become somewhat dogmatic like yes. but to start to slow that progress there's a backlash yes or there's a there's a you know a couple other people come and man the rope here cuz we're we're pulling it too far yes and we that's go right. when we there's always the the danger of going crazy and i might posit that the the danger sign is when things start to become dogmatic like well, for, uh, instance, for instance, yeah. non-scientists treating science like it's some kind of a dogmatic religion. 
Yeah. Because a lot of scientists don't will question that those numbers, like the 97% of all scientists. I've heard a lot of scientists go, well, I'm not one of those scientists. I do. I do believe that the world is warming. They will say, but not necessarily because of all that stuff. But then if you talk to somebody who's not a scientist about it, they're going to hit you in the head with a brick because you caused Hurricane Harvey. Right. Yeah. No, that and that's from an integral perspective, that fight can go on as long as it doesn't get violent. And that's one of the beauties of, of cultural evolution, the, the, the stage, the astonishing stage we're at, yeah. is that we fight our battles nonviolently now. That's new in human history. And I think it's stable at modernity. Modernity starts to realize that winning is a booby prize, winning an argument, uh, the, the, conquering another person or culture or country is more trouble than it's worth. Right. <laughs> Would you say and, when did when did that start happening? Was it was it was World War II the thing that that yes exactly like People, this just isn't worth doing anymore? Yeah, that, that you know we have the master race, please. You know, whatever, you know, uh, idea of that, at least in the leading edge of culture, that that was true, was completely uh, obliterated after World War Two. And yet we still have, you know, wars of empire. The United States has been in Korea and Vietnam and Iraq and and, and we toppling governments left. We're doing all kinds of stuff. But but what you're talking about is and there's a lot of war going on and there's people there is people dying and and lots of people dying and lots of munitions going off. But you're what you're saying though is not on a not on a mass scale in the way that what's that guy's name? Uh Friedman, the one who's the his McDonald's thing. Yeah. No, no two countries who have a McDonald's go to war against each other. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, so, that really has been kind of true. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Iraq had a McDonald's. Yeah. Told, but yeah. but what, like one, I don't know. But it's a very, it's absolutely a great principle. And what it just says is modern countries don't fight, fight other modern countries. Modern countries will fight traditional countries. Right. And that's just, you know, and the, where we're at. The, the real reason for that or the underlying reason for that is, again, going back to modern values of materialism and capitalism and, and whatever, it's just not worth it. Like, it's, no. it's, it's worth it for a modern country to attack a, a, a country they can beat, but yeah. it isn't worth it to fight World War II. No, it's like it's unimaginable now that Germany and France would go to war with each other. It's a joke. Right. But not if you look at his, the history of Europe. Right. They fought each other tooth and nail for centuries. Right. You know, the board, I saw a YouTube of the borders of Europe over uh, a period of 300 years. It looked like a worms. It looked like a bowl of spaghetti. Right. It was just changing constantly. And every one of those was violent. Right. Uh, but uh, so, you know, that, that, but, but Germany and France could be part of a and have been part of a coalition that fights uh, traditionalists because traditionalists still have a, a a master race belief system, right? You know, and and we got to protect ourselves. That that's the argument. Now we've you know overdone it and we've made terrible decisions and so forth. But um, that's that's the game that's being played right now. Right. That's where we're at. And we're not talking about any kind of a moral issue either. I mean, it's 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 out of the question that Germany and France would fight 
for the reasons that you just said, but it's not out of the question for, you know, Russia to invade the Ukraine or the United States to, to start a war in the Middle East somewhere. Yeah, the morally. Uh, so I'm, I'm just saying I'm taking morals are not involved here. This is the no. reason why we're fighting is strictly material. Exactly. People always want to move forward. They want more. And that's one of the engines of evolution. So if conquering you gives me more, great. But actually, at some point, we realize let's fighting's like ruining both of us. Let's fuck. <laughs> you know? Let's do that. And so we think, oh, let's trade, let's culture, let's borders, let's, you know, let's marry each other. You know, let's move forward together here in this new modern uh, world where we see, you know, we have rational science and all these myths and these ghosts of the past are out of the system. So is the current trend or I don't know if it's a trend, but this this current phenomenon of of nationalism in the United States is that just a a hard pull back from the side that's being dragged into the future? It's a lighting up of the people who are already there. Uh, I mean, explain there's, that there's there's not more of them. Uh, there's less of them, but now with the internet and communications, you know, even the most extreme, you know. The, the, the KKK was using a mimeograph machine in the 70s. Mm. You know, now they have, um, you know, now they have the, the, the website, the, their websites. And then, you know, in, in, in terms of a bigger far right of maybe the most far right, 20 percent, they have Breitbart. Uh, there's they, they're mobilized, but they were there. I grew up with them. You know, I grew up in a very traditional society that was very conservative, Republican, uh, Nixon supporting. And, uh, you know, we just thought that the world was we, we just had to sort of bow out that, that this wicked world would take care of ourselves. And we had our community and our church and our families. Now, uh, those people can fight. Right. And, and they do. Uh, but and, and, and they've got their arguments or they're they're far more well formed because you know, they have intellectuals that, that are legitimate. I mean, Steve Bannon, you know, he, he's tarred by the far left as being racist and all of that stuff. He actually has a legitimate point of view that, mm-hmm. you know, where he's he's legitimately trying to make the world better for his grandchildren. You know, that's his motivation. And so, you know. Well, so. Uh- Let's uh, let's pull it back to the to the original question then the okay. the climate change question. Um, that question one more time is why why can't we see why do we see climate change differently? I think we've hit on suspicion between the three groups. Yeah, they all have a different agenda. So you know, for the first time in human history, cultures are spread out among three or four different stages of development. Mm. And this is just the nature of that. And uh, as long as I, you know, uh, so there's no, uh, the, 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 the way forward is to struggle with each other. And that's what we're doing. I, I think I might, I might based on, based on everything that we've talked about today, I think I might chalk it up to an inability of each one of these three groups of people to recognize that that the other ones are trying to do something good 
Right. It's it, 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 it recognizing that the, that their motivation is what you just said, that Steve Bannon is trying to make the world a better place for his grandchildren. Yes. When you said that, I immediately went, because you know, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's hard. I look at him and I hear what he says. And one of the things that's a constant refrain in my own, in the, you know, in the in my own thoughts, when I see, you know, whatever people on TV talking or, or I think just what you said, I'm like, don't you care at all about the next generation of your own family? You know, because I think you clearly don't. But you're saying <laughs> They do that's that he does, and I'm like, you know, logically, I guess he must, right? I mean, doesn't everybody? But but I look at Steve Bannon, and I'm like, all I see is like a, a nihilist who just you know wants to light stuff on fire. Yeah, wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, he no. also says things like that a lot. But 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 basically, so that's also true of people of uh, of Steve Bannon's ilk they would look at maybe you and i even though we're, we're trying hard right now to incorporate all these points of view they might look at us and and go don't you guys care at all about in fact i know they do that i i know well, that they, they think do. the same exact thing because i've heard it many yes. many times yeah you're, you're you're sacrificing this country to the first of all he has a lot of antipathy to the modern uh, global system yeah and that it's selling out the soul of each of these Western, you know, developed countries, including America. And, uh, and he's and, right about that. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. From a certain I mean, that, point of that's view. That's a critique of modernity. Thank God none of these stages get to win. Thank God. Mm. Thank God they're fighting with each other. Because, uh, you know, if modernity wins, you know, we just continue to rape the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And, you know, outsource workers to countries that where they'll work for a dollar a day is the reason why modernity. Because I was going to say, are you sure that they don't they don't win? I mean, like if it's a if it's a competition to the death, I mean, we're we're looking at we're looking at these three stages here, but there's three stages underneath it that are all gone. Well, yeah, they're still in our psyches and they're still in our collective psyches. Right. And sometimes, yeah, but you're right. Yes, they're I, basically gone. I mean, I, we'd have to define the the, terminolo- the terms here. like it, Because I do think that the modern viewpoint has basically won out over the traditional. I mean, the traditional viewpoint is still well i don't know it's still it's still there and like you said the 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 gold parts of it are still strong and still yeah. vital i mean because that's i mean that's the thing about this theory is the good stuff does not go away and the good right. stuff makes perfect sense for the time when it was ascendant right yes. so right now what is ascendant is postmodern and it seems with this this it, the business of things happening faster and faster, like traditional was 5,000 years ago when it started. Modern is 300 years ago. And now all of a sudden for the last 50 to 70 years, there's a postmodern thing that is winning out over that. These switches are happening really, really fast. Yeah. And it, and it, it is definitely beginning to look to me like the postmodern notion is starting to sputter. 
You know, like it's time yeah. for a new thing already. Yeah. Yes, well, you, and you see it in uh, postmodern thinkers and you know, the media. I mean, there really is an introspection about what went wrong uh, and what what uh, how who are these Trump people and mm-hmm. what do they want in a way that's I think very fruitful. You know, I mean, there's still the extreme uh, postmodern and, you know, the the real anti-corporate. But there's a lot of liberals who are really doing very, very fruitful soul searching right now. And I think even conservatives. I mean, I think one of the tricks, evolution is interesting because you can never predict it using the components that currently exist. There's always a new emergent. And this integral thing may just be coming on like rain. I don't know, you know, where... Somebody just sort of in a chat room or, a, you know, the comments section of a website, they do these arguments till they just get exhausted and something opens up. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. You mean rain like sort of a cleansing thing or? Or just, yeah, where it just drop, a drop here, a drop there, a drop here, a drop there. And, and, and maybe that's how it always happens in terms of new stages of development. But I do notice in like... The, it was Fareed Zakaria, David Brooks, you know, a, a lot of the, you know, even mainstream uh, intellectuals have, a, they're talking about worldviews and tribe, tribalism and, you know, in modern society in ways that make me think that they're really getting it, that these three groups of people live, literally live in different worlds, you know, they yeah. have different ways, receptors of what they receive, of how they process is different, the conclusions they come to, their, where their belly, you know, and loins feel, you know, what feels right to them, you know, in, in these lower chakras. Uh, this all matters and it's all very different. And, mm. it, you know, from an interpersonal perspective, just delicious. What a banquet. That's beautiful. You know, yeah. All right. Well, do you think we've solved the problem of climate change? I think change? we got that one sorted out. <laughs> All right. Good. So we've we've solved climate change. Next week, we're going to uh, you know bring all the religions together. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, World peace. Yeah. Well, I I think uh, I think we're, our time. That's our time, Jeff. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Jeff Salzman of the Daily We'll talk again next week. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye.